All right, welcome in hockey fans in the desert southwest and anywhere around uh, North America, I would say. If you're uh, a hockey fan, you're loving what's going on right now, and we're happy to bring you our first of nine straight podcast specials. We're calling it Welcome Back to Hockey 2020. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona, and it's a roundtable. So we've got Paul Hornstein joining us from Long Island, New York, and Zach Bondurant joining us tonight from Chandler, Arizona. And we are ready to bring you a little analysis of NHL hockey. So, gentlemen, Paul, first, welcome in. Uh, thanks, Scott. Uh, are you sure that you're in Scottsdale? Yeah, absolutely. I am. I'm, uh, I'm on my couch right now, Paul. So I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable and happy to be back. Okay, right. if you say so. Are you sure it's your couch? You could be anywhere. <laughs> I could. I could, but I'm definitely back home. Uh, Zach Fondurant, right. how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you guys? We are all doing wonderful, I think, because hockey is back, and if you're a hockey fanatic, you are getting uh, tasteful of it right now with the uh, with the day today. Let me explain to, to all of our listeners what we're going to attempt to do for you here over the next nine days. This is unusual, folks. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, there's hockey games going on in Toronto. There's hockey games going on in Edmonton. It is the NHL qualifier rounds. So we're going to try to break them down for you every night in about a half hour, which is going to be nearly impossible because, as everyone knows, we can all talk uh, quite easily for a half hour. So, let's Listen, jump if you wanted that. a half hour, Scott, you should have had somebody else on besides me. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to do just a quick breakdown because we're still going to do our regular shows, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly on Monday and uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly Tuesday and Pub Hockey Southwest Weekly on Wednesdays, but 6 p.m. Pacific. I threw a little teaser out there when I uh, rushed through to put a tweet out and said 6.30, but it is 6 p.m., so um, here's the deal, folks. If you are the first one that's listening to the show and you can uh, tweet me at IcetimeSW and tell me what time our shows are going to start, uh, each and every one, I have yeah, got let, a very, let, yeah. I, let, somebody's got to let Scott know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then I have got the very first uh, prize pack to give away from our friends at M Drive, who are going to be sponsoring all nine shows and a few bonus giveaways in the month of August as we welcome back the game of hockey. So, Paul, let's start with you first. Um, your Islanders played today. Uh, I know you've been they itching did. and chomping at the bit to, to see hockey. Give us your thoughts on. on just the general idea of hockey back. Well, you saw it in the exhibition games on, uh, I guess they had like three nights of it, Tuesday night and Wednesday night. You saw those games being intense. Now, I really didn't expect anything different because uh, it's the only time they were really going to play a game after four months and then go right into the fire. Uh, so teams played their regular lineups. And there was definitely a bit more intensity with them scheduling these exhibition games for the most part against teams, traditional rivals. And it was more physical than you would expect a preseason game to be. Um, and of course there, there weren't any fights. A lot of times in preseason games, you get guys trying to make teams that get into fights. And even though those days are uh, of the regular season and the playoffs are gone, uh, that still kind of happens, uh, enough during the preseason but obviously this wasn't any of that 
because nobody on these teams was trying to make these teams. These teams were already set and ready to go. Um, the timing was much better with the players than I thought it would be. To be honest with you, for a first game in four months, you can play scrimmages, but those are not the same. Uh, so I thought that was a better look than I expected it to be. Um, All right. And- let me let me throw this out there, Zach. Is there anything left, or has he covered it from top to bottom? <laughs> um, I mean, I think he kind of covered most of it. Um, I kind of what I saw of the <laughs> exhibitions was kind of what I expected, to be honest. Um, basically, just getting getting the flow going. Some teams look shaky, and you don't know what to expect because you don't know what their orders are. Just to get in the groove and just play it out and see what happens. Okay, let me also throw this out as long as I've got Zach on right now. Is that uh, big shout out to you for uh, throwing everything together as quickly as you did today with the predictions and and all that good <laughs> stuff. So we put one of them out about thirty minutes before this show started. That was the Eastern Conference predictions for all of our hosts, and then we're going to put out the uh, the Western Conference about thirty minutes after this show ends. So get on to Instagram, get onto our Twitter, uh, get onto uh, the Facebook story, and check it out. See what you think of, uh, as I put out there, guys, uh, great minds think alike, because I think we all picked almost identical, didn't we? Mostly in the East, yes. In the West, it's a big shakeup. Ah, okay. All right, boss. Um, let's, 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 let's just, I'll just say this now, since we probably will get into this. I refuse to pick the Islanders-Panthers series, because I'm an Islanders <laughs> fan, and, and, and I hate, hate, Hate making predictions about I know you do games. So I know you do. Let's just let's just say Zach put in the Islanders over the Panthers, um, <laughs> but I did. And and if they win the series, I'm not picking. And I'm not picking the series in the next round either. So uh, whatever you guys decide to put in there, I told him to put in a big giant X. And he just said, no, I got to put something in there because the graphic won't let him. So uh, all right. I'll rat you out, Zach, and that's all the rest of it. <laughs> that's fine. I'll let you rat me out on the next one, too. I just had to have something. <laughs> uh, okay, so so let's break it down, guys, uh, before we start talking individual games here. Uh, this is what I have is uh, Carolina 3, the Rangers 2 today, uh, Chicago 6, Edmonton 4, yeah. uh, the Islanders 2, and Florida 1. And right now we're at the end of the first period. Uh, between Pittsburgh and Montreal with the Montreal Canadiens, and I can say it with a chuckle, leading Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh barnstormed them the first half of the first period. But uh, And then what I think might be the most exciting game of the night coming up tonight is Calgary and Winnipeg. Your thoughts yeah. on, on those uh, those five so far today? Uh, that's Zach, let's start with you first. Um, I mean, I, honestly, I think the one that was most um, entertaining was – probably gosh it's hard to from a scoring aspect obviously chicago and edmonton is 10 points but i think in reality it was carolina and new york um i mean we had like a first like the fight in like the first two minutes of the game and then um two <laughs> skilled teams and um yeah the calgary and winnipeg that's that's going to be i think uh i think they're kind of dead even so it's going to be a, a brawl to see who gets out of that uh, that series with the win uh, Paul, I know you're disappointed in the New York Rangers losing. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, whatever. I mean, uh, <laughs> there are teams I dislike a lot more than the Rangers. Uh, I'm sure there <laughs> are. I'm sure there are. Oh, there are. I promise. 
Well, the the shocker to me, which wasn't a shocker to me, was uh, Edmonton and Chicago. Stop because it. Stop it. Stop Edmonton, it. Stop it. Stop it. Edmonton playing at home on their own ice with Connor McDavid. Uh, come on, really? And you're gonna get you're gonna let Chicago score six? Uh, well, their first of all, doesn't. There's nothing in the net for him. Yeah, you gotta fight a well, little bit, like like don't you? <laughs> Listen, um, Edmonton scored the first goal. And then Chicago got got a bunch right back, and Edmonton decided that we're not going to play. So, uh, I mean, well, I, there I is no guys... way there is no way that Dave Tippett is happy with with I mean, uh, if he was if if he was allowed to give him to make him do herbies, he'd be doing him. So, um, uh, the the fact of the matter is. Uh, Chicago got on a roll, and Edmonton looked like they wanted no part of the game until late in the game. Uh, Chicago started taking a few penalties, and Edmonton got back into the game on the power play. Uh, there were six power play goals in that game total, three by each team. Um, but it really just didn't look like Edmonton wanted to play. Well, I mean, yeah, if you totally- look at it, too, like Chicago's top line did all the work. So it's – you you can adjust it to make the to to make the second and third line try and jump in the play a little bit more the next game, but I just I don't think Edmonton has what it takes to, in net to get get by Chicago. And, and by the way, the the Blackhawks could have scored ten today easy. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, tell me, I was driving between Santa Fe, New Mexico, and uh, it was going in and out on my phone. But I was every time I looked up, there was another goal being scored by Chicago or another scoring chance by Chicago. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, Islanders two, Florida one. Paul, start with that one and, and tell us about your Islanders and what you thought. It was two nothing for a long time. Uh, it was an Islander hockey game, to be honest with you. Uh, they came out, they controlled the first thirty minutes of the game. Um, Florida kind of took over uh, after the Islanders made it 2 nothing. They took over for about 20 minutes worth of playing time. But the last 10 minutes were definitely very solid Islanders. And the Islanders got a power play goal, and they don't get many of those. So when they get those, they have to win, uh, and they did. Uh, they really didn't give Florida much of a chance in those last 10 minutes. And uh, the saying in, in Islander country is they just played Islander hockey. They choked you down. They snuffed you out, um, especially towards the end of the game. Florida didn't get a whole lot of second chances, which is where you score a lot of your goals. And they, you know, as, I, as I'm watching the game roll down, usually I'm much more tense about the end of the games. But uh, they're, they didn't really let Florida have much of the puck. Uh, especially in the last three minutes after they pulled the goalie. So, okay, let's uh, let's talk about the other two games. One is in progress, and one that'll be later tonight here in just a minute. But uh, I thought it would be a good time. We're nearly halfway into the show, so let's break this down for folks because, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, this is really unusual, right? Uh, Twenty-four teams, eight of them trying to find their way uh, into the, uh, the the sixteen, which of course will be with the eight teams that are already in the actual playoffs playing round robin games. But I don't know if either one of you have been able to really tell us your thoughts on the way the NHL set it up after day one or almost through day one. I think it's been fantastic. 
I mean, any hockey is better than no hockey. So the way they've done it so far, I'm I'm happy with. Um, I honestly, I think I we talked about it a little bit on some of the other podcasts, but it, it makes sense the way they did it in the sense that they're giving chances to other teams who are just on the cusp of the playoffs. And instead of just making the cutoff line and say, okay, here are the eight teams from the East and eight teams from the West, they're allowing them to play in as if they would towards the end of the season. So um, I think it's fair and it makes for a little bit more exciting to see what happens um, and who they're going to play in the next round or to start the playoffs. Paul, well, thoughts on that? The, the, first of all, you're playing best of fives. That's okay. true, yeah. Um, and, and a best of five, those two games when they're normally best of sevens makes a huge difference. Uh, you have Montreal beating Pittsburgh right now after one period, one, nothing, uh, Montreal got a, a, a really basically a playoff goal through the puck. You know, they, they had a three on two rush, uh, kept the puck in the zone for a few seconds and the puck ended up towards the net and bounced in off of. Uh, Yasperi Kotanemi, uh, as he was being checked in front by two Penguins, and the puck went in off, and, and the puck went in off of him, and they have a one nothing lead after being outshot eighteen to six in the first period. And you yeah. have a goalie, and you have a goalie like Carey Price, uh, with the talent disparity of the two teams. A goalie can't really st- when the, te- the the talent difference is that different. A goalie can steal you a best of five. Yeah, absolutely. Much more difficult to steal you a best of seven when the talent different. Because if you ask any of the quote-unquote experts, they'll tell you the one team out of the 24 that really shouldn't be in this is Montreal. But, you know, and Carey Price didn't have the greatest of seasons. And maybe that has to do with the team in front of him, and maybe not. But he can steal you a best of five because he's that good. And he certainly stole him the first period. Okay, so people will be asking if they're listening right now. They're going, hey, you guys are uh, from the Southwest. Why are you talking hockey about every team except the Southwest? Well, here's the reason, folks. The uh, the 11 o'clock game uh, Pacific time tomorrow, and all these times are going to just mess me up, guys. So I'm going to start right now. <laughs> if I get the times wrong, uh, check your local listings because I'm going to get them screwed up, guaranteed. Uh, but the sure. uh, Arizona Coyotes in Nashville will play tomorrow. Uh, Monday, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights will uh, will play their round robin game, which is uh, okay. That's a whole other story. So we will be We've covering two days that's what, for that. Yeah, that's why we decided to do um, nine straight shows so we can break it down. Are we going to be able to cover everything? No, but we're going to try to hit the highlights for you. And obviously, games will be going on like they are right now all the way through the show. So uh, the other thing I want to talk about, and I think it's important, the reason we're doing this is because there's a pandemic going on, right? That's why these teams are playing where they are. And, um, you know, I'm watching the uh, Pittsburgh game right now in front of me. And as I look at it, the ice surface looks Olympic size from the way the camera angle is, at least on my TV, I'm going like, holy cow, there's a lot of room out there until they actually start zooming in a little bit and you realize that it's uh, NHL size. But uh, just your thoughts, both of you, on uh, on the way the NHL set it up with the boards um, looking like home ice for different teams and, and different things like that. Is that no, um, I think – Yeah. Go ahead, Zach. Um, yeah, I- 
I think it looks pretty good. Um, I the thing that I like the most about it is they filled the stands um, with like these tarps that kind of had some design to it. They made it you know not look so empty, which I think is important for these guys because comparatively to like baseball, they're literally playing in an empty stadium, and it just makes it look. Like it's not fun, so it's it's cool that they set it up the way they did. Um, and I like, I especially like the fact that they they gave them a fake little cheering when they when the when they score a goal. So like, well, all right, you, you're you're trying here. I like it. Well, yeah. uh, uh, to piggyback on that, Scott, uh, I don't know what was said in all of the other broadcasts. Um, I the first two rounds, you get local feeds. So when right. you watch the Coyotes tomorrow or Monday or whenever the heck it is. Tomorrow, tomorrow at 11. Tomorrow. Yeah, well, uh, what, whatever time it is because you're probably not right. Um, um, uh, on the Islanders broadcast today, uh, the guy doing the play-by-play who you sometimes see on the NBC Sports Network, Brendan Burke, relayed a story that the players told the NHL, you got to do something about the actual – noise in the arena we we understand it's it you, you can't do everything because there's no fans in the building but it's really weird to play when there's no noise yeah so when well, you're believe when, that. when you're when you're watching the broadcast they they have computerized noise from the video games and things like that sure. they're also uh, apparently now pumping some of that noise into the actual buildings themselves uh to, to not make it as weird for the players. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I do like what they've done with the boards. I like what they've done in the upper part um, with the with the signage and stuff. So I think the, the NHL has done about as good. And, and if you guys remember, uh, in April when we were talking about this and talking about all the teams coming back, I said, or all the leagues coming back, I said, I think the NHL is doing this right because they didn't jump out and say, we're canceling our season or doing anything dramatic. They just kind of waited it out, played it out. Um, and then on the pandemic numbers, I mean, uh, you know, are we seeing the actual true numbers? Are they telling us? I mean, this is hockey, right? They don't tell us whether it's a leg or an arm. It's just upper body or lower body. But I don't even do that anymore. Yeah. Right now, right now it's they're telling us these pandemic numbers are basically non-existent in their bubble. And I got to believe that's the case, but because I don't know if they're allowed to lie about that but um, or hide the truth, I should say. But your thoughts on that and how they're keeping everybody safe? Well, listen, I mean, they had no choice. Uh, you know, they uh, more so than any other league, the, N- the NHL needed these, these, these playoff games. Uh, it's where they make most of their media money. And they had, to, they had to figure out a way to do this. And, um, you know, they basically – made the quote-unquote bubble smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until they were ready to go. And that's what they did. And they limited the amount of people. Uh, I know the TV guys are calling games off monitors. Yeah. I don't know about all the radio guys. I don't know where they are. They too. are. At, least, um, at least in Arizona they are. Well, that could be too. Like I said, I, I mean, it would depend. Some of the radio guys have actual positions in the organizations on top of what they do. So, I mean, it it would be an organization by organization thing, uh, but well, they definitely 
Zach and I talked about this um, when we were out at uh, Gila River uh, a couple of weeks ago now before they left for the uh, for the Bubble Cities. Is that We talked about the fact that uh, Bob Heathouse, the radio guy for the Coyotes, was talking to everybody saying that it was going to be unusual for him to sit in his radio booth and watch the game on the big screen above the ice and call right. the game that way. Of course, they've got other monitors too, so they've got really good feeds. But so far, so good on it. Okay, let's take a quick break. Let's get a couple of words in from our partners, and then we'll come back and talk about the final two games and tell you what's going to happen the rest of the week. We'll be right back on our special Welcome Back to Hockey 2020 podcast here at Ice Time Hockey Southwest Podcast. Ask any hockey player in the desert Southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates, Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refine your pot with M-Drive. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. 
I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York, from that beautiful palatial estate. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and our, our other uh, uh, partner and co-host and VP and everything, Zach Bondrat, joining us from Chandler, Arizona. Uh, this is the first of nine, folks. This is a special podcast for the uh, NHL playoffs. We're calling it Welcome Back to hockey 2020 and as i say that the uh montreal canadians take a two nothing lead all right <laughs> zach, zach, uh, zach fire fire away on this one uh pittsburgh and montreal uh battling out 1307 right now at uh, real time uh montreal leads pittsburgh two nothing uh your thoughts on that and then quickly your insight uh, on calgary and winnipeg uh how on earth does Montreal have two goals on Pittsburgh. Um, uh, I mean, honestly, <laughs> everybody really picked the Penguins to win this series. And, I, I mean, granted, it's it's still four games out and there's still a couple periods left. But I, I don't know. I, I still think Pittsburgh wins it. There's no way that Crosby and, and Malkin and that whole, that whole lineup doesn't allow them to come back and, and get going. Um, so... We'll see, and then Calgary and uh, Winnipeg. That's I. F- I feel like that's going to be a nasty one. That might go five. And uh, oh, it's going to be nasty, uh, right? Every time Calgary plays it's anybody, good. it's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make fun of my boy Johnny Goudreau there. Uh, no, I'll leave him alone. I'll leave him alone. Uh, I was talking more about a, a Kachuk that might be the oh. nasty one in that group. Uh, uh, Paul, maybe. Paul, your thoughts on those two? Uh, which two? You mean Pittsburgh and Montreal? Yeah. And Calgary and Winnipeg, those Carey two Price. games. You've already seen Yep. I mean, uh, what, what does Montreal? I mean, I don't have the, the 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 thing in front of me because of where my setup is. But I, even though Montreal's got two goals, do they have ten shots yet? Because, uh, I because I guarantee you, Pittsburgh's got about thirty already. Yeah, and Carey Price got- has stopped them all. It's, yeah, I don't see the shots in front of me at the moment, but I got bad eyes. Uh, okay, let's. Uh, okay, let me tie a couple of things it says, into the. I see it as twenty to ten Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's what I Jeez. see it as doing now. When you say that, okay, so yeah. let me tie this into the desert Southwest for Pittsburgh. Jason Zucker, a uh, Vegas uh, native, is uh, traded at the deadline to Pittsburgh. So uh, a lot of people out here are interested in what Jason Zucker does and. Uh, tied also into Vegas, Nick Suzuki, I see, is uh, getting a lot of ice time. Uh, he was traded in the uh, Max Pacioretty deal. Um, so there's uh, a lot and of things going on. And, yeah, he did get the goal. And um, yeah, also the, uh, the guy that we weren't sure uh, would even play because of his diabetic condition, uh, Max Domi, a former uh, Coyote, is out on the ice and, and getting some regular shifts. So 
kudos to those guys for uh, for doing what they do. I told you guys it would fly by. Uh, tomorrow night we got more games coming up, so tune in at 6 o'clock. Uh, if you didn't uh, get the opportunity yet, check out my Ice Time, I, uh, my Ice Time Southwest Twitter, IT, Ice Time SW Twitter. How about that? And, uh, and see if I made a screw-up in the last tweet on times of our podcast. And if you can tell me what time I said it was when it actually was supposed to be a different time, if that makes any sense. Go there. Let me know. Let me know I screwed up, and I'll send you a uh, very nice M Drive prize pack with a uh, drawstring backpack, a month's supply of their new um, starter M Drive Start, and also a shaker bottle. Okay, guys. Uh, until tomorrow night, uh, Paul, take it away and, and do your uh, world famous read. Uh, world famous? All right, you're pushing it a little bit, but okay. International? Uh, whatever. Anyway, uh, welcome back to Hockey 2020 on the Ice Time HockeySW.com network. is brought to you by Belfort, presenting partner of the Sunday special. It's summertime and hockey's back. Come to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix to check out our summer truck and SUV sale. Get the bar stocked for your playoff run with Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and find your bottle. Buy summer skates. Show off your playoff passion and style with koozies, shower shoes, and more personalized with your favorite player's name and number at SummerSkates.com. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Call them at 1702-541-5546. Championship taste for a championship run. JesseRay'sBarbecue.com. And by M-Drive, the presenting partner of What Drives You. Trying to watch all the games? M-Drive for energy, stamina, and recovery. Welcome back to Hockey 2020 and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and the iHeartRadio app. Welcome back to Hockey 2020. And all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Yeah, that's why he's world famous, folks. Well done, my friend. Um, also, I, I got to keep shouting out Zach on this one because, man, oh, man, that Instagram page and the website, Zach, are looking fantastic. Folks, if you haven't been there, get to IcetimeHockeySW.com. Check out the website. Check out some of the great stories. There's some great stuff from Seth Askelson and also Stephen Marsh as well, our uh, beat reporters. And we'll be back with you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Like I said, get to the uh, Twitter handle. Tell me where my screw-up was in the uh, start times of our podcast. And an M-Drive pack is coming your way. Gentlemen, thanks for stepping in on a uh, Saturday night. Get back to enjoying some more hockey, and we'll talk again this time tomorrow night. All right. Good night. All right. For uh, Zach Bondurant and Paul Hornstein, Scott Strandy saying goodnight with a little De Niro from our friends Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Mm -hmm.